And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I had to do a different opening. It's a different podcast, so I didn't want to do the Hey, everybody, and welcome to. So, hey, y'all, and welcome to episode one of Lupa's Bits. Yeah, we're going to talk about my bits. Oh, wait a minute. Um, okay, wording. I need to rethink that. We're going to talk about bits of my life, things that I have to say, things that I do, things that I want to share, um, stuff, yeah, stuff, we're going to talk about stuff, so this is my new podcast, because I tend to go on and on sometimes on my other podcast, and I have a lot of stories to tell, and I don't generally tell them over there, because that is the magazine. It's for the magazine. It's about the magazine. Oh, crap. Sorry, Doe. I'm trying to multitask while I'm doing this. I went to give my dog his cookie because he went outside and I dropped it on the floor and it rolled behind the thing and he couldn't get it and he was looking pitiful because he's a pitiful dog. Anyway, so, yes, welcome to episode one of Lupa's Bits. Ah, I hope you find my bits entertaining. What in the heck did I... I'm not exactly sure what I've done. Um, I hope it's recording. Looks like it's recording. I think it's recording in miniature. I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? I may talk for an hour and that'll be the end of that. Um, And there won't be anything there. Or I may talk for an hour and you'll get to hear some really good shit. Who knows? Yes. Yes, that's another thing. There may be the odd cursing over here. Um, I try not to say the bad words on Myth Bits, but this is Lupa's Bits. So my bits can get a little naughty. <laughs> Again, wording. Wow. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to have a whole lot of fun with the title of this podcast. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of suggestive innuendo. I'm just letting y'all know now. Be aware. <laughs> so, yeah. This is the new podcast. It's pretty much going to be on the fly, off the cuff. Whatever I happen to be feeling that day. Going through that week. Or I think I need to share with you guys. Because I have touched on a lot of things in the other podcast that have affected a lot of the listeners um, very deeply, especially when it comes to mental health and um, how you're viewing things and how you're handling things and how you're going through things. And... 
I don't get into it a whole lot over there because I have other things I have to talk about. So this is where I'm going to do that. And I did a podcast on the other one a couple of podcasts ago. I think it was the May 241. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't keep track of them, actually. Um, and I touched on... I talked about how I was feeling um, very depressed. I was really struggling. Like, I didn't want to be here anymore depressed. And... I want to talk about that for a little bit because it actually really touched, it really resonated with some of my listeners and I got a lot of um, personal messages and private emails about it and how they thanked me for having the courage to talk about my personal struggle because it validated their personal struggle. It made them feel like they weren't alone And that it's okay to feel the way you're feeling, but don't forget to reach out. That you can't control how you feel, you can control how you react to how you feel. Um, And I mean, I've had moments over the years and recently where I have, like I take some pretty um, potent medication. Especially my heart medication and um, I take clonazepam for stress-induced seizures and restless leg syndrome and um, it balances out my moods to a point. So I have enough of those medications in my house that if I chose to follow through with not wanting to be here, I could successfully do that. And I have figured out ratios and amounts to the exact milligram of how much. That's how low I've gotten. And I do have to say, doing those steps and figuring that all out, um, for me anyway, pulls me out of it. And the the... Second last time that I did that, this was, I think, last year, I was in a really low spot and I had them all lined up on my coffee table in front of me. I was home alone and I was mentally in a place where I thought everybody would be better off without me, that things would be easier, um, things at home would be easier, things in my family would be easier if I wasn't around being me. (laughs) And that's when I realized, okay, I need to reach out. So we have a crisis hotline in town. I called it. Apparently you can only have a nervous breakdown on a Tuesday because they only are there to answer the phone on Tuesdays. This unfortunately was a Monday. Well, that made me mad. Made me very, very angry that my breakdown had to be scheduled around when somebody was going to be there to answer the phone. So that kind of pulled me out of it. And I realized that this is part of the problem, is that disconnect between needing help and being able to get help. If somebody had been there to answer the phone, I would have been able to talk to somebody. Now, somebody else 
who may have been going through the similar situation that I was going through and in the same spot that I was in may not have reacted the same way and may have looked at that as, well, there's nobody here to help me. That's my sign. I should just do this. There's no help for me. Because they couldn't make that connection between needing help and getting help. Now, I know there's a suicide prevention hotline and all of those things, but the only number that I could think of, the only place my brain would go in that moment was our local crisis center. I couldn't think beyond that. And that's something that people who aren't in that situation, who haven't been to that place, they don't understand that. Parts, it's almost like parts of your brain shut down. And everything becomes very narrow and very tunnel-like. And the only way you can see to get out of that tunnel is that way. You can't think beyond that. And it's not being selfish. It's not being dramatic. It's not wallowing in self-pity. That's how it works. That's how that type of depression works. And... I couldn't see past, okay, I just need to call the local crisis center. I couldn't, the the national suicide hotline didn't even enter into my brain. It wasn't even in my realm of conscious thinking. I don't even think it was in my realm of subconscious thinking. Because it wasn't until just now, during this podcast, that that thought popped into my head. Oh, I could have called that. So, you see what I, where I'm going with this. Um, wow, what a way to start a podcast right off with the suicide talk. Not even 10 minutes in and I'm already into this serious, um, let's talk about the deep down nitty gritty, grab you by the feels kind of stuff. <laughs> Giving you a little taste of what these podcasts are going to be like. Might get a little ranty, might get a little emotional, might get a little preachy. Sorry if I do. Uh, You're going to get me. Unfiltered, unfettered me. You're going to get the, I don't want to be here anymore me. You're going to get the, I'm on cloud nine, I'm really up. You're going to get the bipolar me. I'm going to tell you that right now. You are going to get... The manic depressive highs and lows and all of it. Me. Nothing's going to be filtered. Nothing's going to be held back. Because if what I'm going through, if what I'm saying, if what I'm dealing with, if what I'm willing to talk about reaches somebody out there that's listening and helps them, even just by letting them know they're not alone. That somebody else out there understands. Then I'm good with that. I will bear my soul for you guys. I will share maybe not my deepest, darkest secrets, but my light at dusk, early dawn secrets. <laughs> 
some things are meant for me and me only. Not for you. I mean, I got to have some secrets. I got to be, got to keep my mystique about me somehow. Um, I think there's only... Um, uh, yes, I'm doing a head count, actually. I'm trying to think of what I've told people about me. Because not everybody gets everything about me. Depending on the relationship, you always get authentic me, but you don't always get all of authentic me. Depends on the relationship. Like a general acquaintance, I'm not going to share... Um, my personal private thoughts and feelings with a general acquaintance. I'm going to share the fun me. I'm going to share the comedic me. I'm going to share the upbeat me. I might share the every now and again, I'm a little ranty me, but they're not going to get the deep personal stuff because they're an acquaintance. They're not at that level. Yes, I have levels. Um, if you want to know what level you're at, think about how our conversations go. Think about the things that we talk about, the things that I share with you. Um, and my friends and acquaintances, their levels change all the time. I might have somebody that I share my deepest, darkest secrets with move from that level to, uh, you're going to get the happy comedic, generalized, um, always, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm great. How are you? Level. And then you might go back down to the personal level and you might go to the acquaintance level. It all depends on how the relationship progresses. Uh, okay, let me rephrase that. It all depends on how I perceive the relationship progressing because I have been known to perceive things the wrong way. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, so the, yeah, the day that I phoned the crisis center, um, and got the recording that I could only have an emotional breakdown on Tuesdays, made me angry. So at that point, I decided that I needed to make myself available when people needed to talk. If somebody reached out to me and said, look, I'm going through a really rough time right now. You got a minute. Regardless of what I was doing, I needed to make sure I was available in that moment to talk to that person. Because that's how I would have started the conversation. Had I been able to reach somebody at the crisis center, I would have said, I'm going through a bit of a rough time right now. Do you have a minute to talk? I wouldn't have started the conversation with, hey, you know, I got all my pills lined up on the table and I'm a little suicidal. Actually, I'm a lot suicidal. Can you talk me out of it? Give me a reason not to. No, I would have started it with, I'm going through a little bit of a rough patch. I'm having a little bit of a hard time. I think I'm okay, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm good. Can we talk? Those are all things that people will say. 
Nobody's going to come right out and say, I want to kill myself. Got a minute to talk? Can you talk to me? No, nobody's going to say that. So if I get a message from somebody or I get a phone call from somebody and they say, hey, got a minute? I really need to talk. Okay. I'm here. I've pulled my car over to have a conversation, a text conversation. Because that person needed to talk right then, right there. Okay. I'll pull over to the side of the road and we will have this conversation. And when I feel you are in a place that I can say, okay, give me 10 minutes. I'm just going to finish driving home. And then we'll pick this conversation up. Then I will do that. I've sat there for three hours with somebody that needed to talk before I could before I felt they were in a place that I could say, okay, I got 20 minutes and I'll be home. Can I, I'll call you when I get there. You better answer. And I got the laugh and the, okay, I will. And I got, you promise? Yes, I promise. And then I told them, you know, if you don't follow through and you're not there when I call you and you don't answer and you've done something that you can't come back from, I have the ability to contact your soul and yell at you on the other side. And that made them laugh again. And they were there when I got home. I called them. They answered. And we had a great conversation. We talked for another two hours, I do believe. But because I felt nobody was there for me when I needed somebody. And all I needed at that moment was an anonymous person. I didn't want to go to any of my friends because I didn't want my friends to feel bad that I was in this place and they hadn't been a good enough friend or whatever and I you know there was nothing they could do it wasn't it had nothing to do with them it wasn't their fault it wasn't anything that they did or did not do nothing to do with them and that's what a lot of people don't understand that don't, you know, suffer with this kind of depression is that it's not about anybody else. It's not about anything that anybody has done or didn't do. It's about our own demons in our head telling us that we're not worth it. We're useless. We're a waste of space that Everybody would be better off if we weren't here, that eventually they'd get over it and it would be peaceful and it would be lovely and, you know, all of that. It's not any, it's, it's not, has anything to do with anybody else. It's ourselves. So, all right, that's enough of that. But what I was trying to say is if you need to reach out, reach out. I'm here. Um, saw a friend's status the other day. And I just knew by the way it was worded that things were not good. Contacted them and said, hey, all right, saw your status. What the hell's going on? What's up? And we chatted. And then I went, I had to go and do, I got, got them to a place where I felt comfortable and they were busy doing something that I knew they loved. So I'm like, okay, I will be back in an hour. I had to go do something, so I went and did that, came back, got on there, we chatted again, and they were in a really good place when we got, when I talked to them the second time, and 
we had a great conversation. We were laughing. We were making plans. We were joking around. And it was good. And it meant a lot to me that I have that kind of a relationship with that person. Um, we have that friendship that I can see their status and go, dude, what the fuck? Yep, there's the F word. Only going to be one. Because that's pretty much what it was. What's going on? Talk to me. Not on hand me that. And, and, and don't. Because if I think, you know, if I know something's going down, if, if I know you're not in a good place, I am going to keep pushing. Until you talk. Or until you say, look, I'm going to go and talk to somebody. Perfect. That's all I want. Because I am that kind of annoying friend. <laughs> Mental instability and depression and um, all of the other wonderful mental health issues that people can go through are no fun. And there's a lot of stigma around it. And people don't talk about it. And they don't deal with it. And there shouldn't be, because I bet you 90% of the society has some form of mental illness. We're all crazy here. Every one of us has some sort of issue, depression or anxiety or PTSD or whatever, especially our generation, because things weren't discussed back when we were kids, something horrific happened. Okay, it's over. It's done with. It'll never happen again. Let's just just forget about it. Move on. You'll be okay. Uh-huh. That's how things were dealt with. That's how things were dealt with in my family. Especially traumatic things. While there's nothing we can do, it's, it's over. It'll never happen again. We don't need to talk about it. Let's just sweep it under the rug and we'll carry on and we'll have a good life. But that's not how it works. You can't just mentally sweep something under the rug. It's still there. And yeah, it may not be talked about, but it's still there. So you need to talk to somebody about it. You need to deal with it. You need to face it. No matter what the trauma was, you need to recognize it and acknowledge it and feel the emotions that you need to feel about it. Whether it's anger or sadness or pain or fear or frustration. Whatever it is, you need to feel those feelings. So, talk to somebody. Talk to me. Okay, let's move on to something a little more upbeat. Because I don't want my this podcast to be all seriousness and down in depression. I'm going to tell you... An interesting, a funny little story. Um, my husband and I went fishing a week ago today. It's Tuesday that I'm recording this. You guys are probably going to hear it. I don't know when you're going to hear it, but you're going to hear it at some point in time. It'll be on a Thursday. I'm just not sure which Thursday. Anyway, um, we were coming back from fishing and I have a new car. If you've listened to my other podcast, you've heard me talk about Gus Gus. Now, Gus Gus is a Nissan Micra, so he's a little car. It was orange, it would look like a pumpkin. Hence the name Gus Gus. If you know Cinderella, you know the mouse I'm talking about. Anyway, 
It's a little black car. And I'm beetling down the highway. And there is this raven in the middle of the highway. Now I'm doing 120 kilometers. If you're American, figure it out. I'm Canadian. This is my podcast. We're talking kilometers. Okay, so I'm doing a hundred. I'm doing a buck twenty down the highway. There is this raven in the middle of my lane. It's a two-lane highway. There's a raven in the middle of my lane eating roadkill, and I'm thinking, like most birds, it's going to move. And I'm getting closer to this raven, and it sees me coming. It looks right at me. Doesn't move, and I'm thinking, dude, I am not going to hit you. You need to move. And he's looking at me. And I looked at my husband and went, am I playing chicken with a raven? He laughed. We think the bird's going to fly off. I'm getting closer. He starts jumping back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like he's, he's challenging me. Okay? This raven is challenging me. I get closer and closer and closer and switched lanes. Yes, I lost a game of chicken to a raven, to a bird. The size of my headlight. He would not get out of the way for my little car. Apparently, my little car is not very intimidating to birds. I lost a game of chicken to a bird. Yeah. You think I have been able to live that one down yet? Mm-mm, no. Everywhere we drive, it seems like there are ravens everywhere. Especially if they're on the side of the road. They get pointed out to me. He's eyeballing you. Look at him. He's eyeballing you. Sizing you up. Yeah, look at him strutting down the side. And they do. They strut. They strut down the side of the road. (laughs) We heard. We heard about you. You lost. You caved. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't cave. I just didn't want to kill you. Because, you know, yeah, I caved. I lost. I lost a game of chicken. To a bird. Yep. But you know what? If it made that bird's day and he felt like he was the size of an eagle, okie dokie. I'm just going to tell myself that I did it for the bird. Not the fact that I lost a game of chicken to a bird. And that's how my, th- that's how my days go. Like The weirdest things happen to me. Strange and unusual things happen. My animals are psycho- they all have really weird personalities. I mean, you take out, you ever seen the Temptations commercial for the cat treats? And the guy's throwing them over the balcony and the cat's leaping like six stories to get these treats. CJ, my cat, if you've listened to my other podcast, you are well acquainted with CJ. He says hello. Surprisingly, he has not said hello this time around. But I am not in the boudoir. I'm actually in my living room. Anyway. CJ goes nuts for these things. Every cat we've ever had, you shake the bag, they come running. As soon as he sees the bag, he actually got a hold of one of the bags. I didn't put it. We have a, um, it's like a canister, you know, the set of canisters. And they have the old latch down lids like the old mason jars used to have. We have a set of those canisters. And we actually have to keep the treats and the catnip in one of those canisters because... CJ will eat it. He will get the bag and he will chew through the bag to get to the treats or the catnip. Um, Onyx, our other cat, you put the catnip down on the floor and he has to roll around in it. 
Like, it's... I don't know. He rolls around in it. Now, the joke is catnip gets cats high. Well, Onyx must be getting a body buzz then, because he completely covers himself in catnip. And he looks like this little green bush running around with little bits of straw all over him, green straw. Completely covers himself in catnip. CJ will inhale as much of it, I mean, literally inhale, like, with his nose, suck it in as much as he can. And lick up as much as he can. And then he will stick his head in the bowl and rub it all over his face. And then lie on the kitchen floor like, whoa, dude. Freaky. Well, first he'll run around like a maniac. And, like, he'll have the zoomies for about 45 minutes and then he'll just collapse. Because I think he's created enough vapor trails that they finally caught up to him and he'll just lie there and watch them. But these temptation treats, he loses his mind as soon as he sees the bag. I mean, he's like climbing up me and he's sticking his head. We have a huge fishbowl, so we threw some in the bottom of the fishbowl. He got into the fishbowl and it was hilarious. But yeah, loses his mind. was throwing them into the kitchen and he was fetching them and eating them and then coming back for more. But as soon as he sees the bag, he will climb you. He chewed the bottom out of the bag because I left it on the dishwasher, because, you know, I'm an idiot. And he chewed the bottom out of the bag to get to the treats. The bag wasn't even open, so it's not like he could even smell them. He knew what was in the bag. He knows what's in the bag. As soon as you say treats, he's, like, running all around, meowing. He's not in the room at the moment, so he hasn't heard me. (laughs) But yeah, loses his mind. It's hilarious. Over Temptations cat treats that I buy at the dollar store. That's what they get in their stocking at Christmas. Yes, my animals have stockings. And I buy them a bag of Temptations cat treats. That's what Santa Claus brings them. So, oh yeah. Absolutely hilarious watching this cat. But, uh... Yeah, strange and unusual things happen to me. I noticed my speedometer today. Um, when I got my car, it was at 32,000 clicks and we crossed 33,000 on the weekend. It was like, woo, yeah. So it's been a weird day today. Like strange and unusual things have been happening. The weather's a little funky. Humidity is insane. Um, the weather network says it's 86, feels like 99, which is really funny because it was snowing last week. So, yeah, we've gone from 32 to 32 with a wind chill, making it feel like 27 to 86 feels like 99 in a space of four days. Welcome to Ontario. This is our weather. So, I haven't done much today, but my animals have all been out of sorts because it's hot and they have fur. Now, my Odie Doe, my my Odie, my dog, he is supposed to be crossed between a Rottweiler and a Blue Tick Coonhound. Both of them are short-haired. I think the only short hair on Odie is what is on his nose. He's got 
curly ears like a cocker spaniel. He's got the big fur. Okay, Google Bernie's Mountain Dog. That's the kind of fur he has got. Fur right up, like thick fur right up the back of his legs to his knees. The big furry paws. Um, long furry hair on his paws and the big fan tail and the big furry chest. Sleek body like a hound dog. Weirdest looking dog ever. Adorable, but weird looking. So he does not do well in the heat because he has so much fur. I won't shave him because that is the worst thing you can do for your pet. If they have fur, they do acclimatize to the hot weather. Keep them hydrated. Keep them out of the sun. Don't over-exercise them. Don't shave them. Because they have fur, their skin, when it is exposed to the sunshine, will burn. Then, without their fur, they can't regulate their body heat. Because they're used to regulating their body temperature with the fur. Do not shave your pets. And my sister and I would get into this all the time because she would shave her cat. She had um, one of my my cat had a litter of three, and we kept Morgan and Nimue, and she took Binks. And Binks was the only long-haired out of the three of them. So she would shave Binks, shave his body, and leave fur on his paws and fur on his head and a little tuft on the end of his tail. So he would look like a lion. Whatever. She would do this in the summer to keep him cool. Mind you, this cat was also 30 pounds. He was overweight. He was a big boy. He was an inside cat. Don't shave your pets. Um, yeah, I have weird animals. They all have personalities of their own. Um, Odie is very Eeyore-like. Has been. He used to have what we would call psycho-crazy puppy hour when he was a puppy. And then he outgrew that, and now he's just, you know, Eeyore, content to do his thing, wander around, and just be himself. Um, but yeah, they've all kind of been out of sorts today, but the weather being the way it is, we're supposed to get a storm, um, it's supposed to be thunderstorms, which I'm looking forward to. I like thunderstorms, as long as there isn't a breeze. I've been through a few tornadoes, and it is tornado season, so yeah, not fond of those. Um, but yeah, weirdness. It's been weird today. So I was looking at my speedometer when I got into the car at one point in time and I looked at it and went, well, that makes a whole lot of sense because it was three, three, six, six, six. Uh Uh-huh. Three, three, six, six, six. I went, yep. That's the kind of day I've been having. So I've been very good about sticking to my keto today. Not that I am keto, but I'm keto friendly and I decided to be keto today. So I had like my boiled eggs for lunch and drank nothing but water today. And then for dinner, I had um, what they call a keto burger where it's wrapped in lettuce instead of a bun. Um, And since I was such a good girl today, I thought I would reward myself with a dark chocolate chocolate bar, (laughs) which is not keto at all. But, you know, whatever. It's my life. (laughs) I needed a treat, so I treated myself. Um, it's funny, when I don't actually have a script or like specific things that I need to talk about, I'm looking for things to talk about. Uh, I do want to throw out there, anything you want to know about me, 
post in the comments, shoot me an email, um, email me at Lupa Barty, L-U-P is in Peter, A-B-A-R-D-Y at gmail.com. And I will answer your questions. I will take your comments, uh, whatever. If you're going to be mean and nasty and say horrible things, oh, you bet your bottom dollar you're going to end up on the podcast. I am going to talk about it. I am going to pull you, call you out. And if you put your name on the nasty email, I am going to put your name on the podcast. So take that. Yeah, because I don't put up with that crap. I don't deal with the bullying. I don't tolerate bullying. If you've got something you want to say, if you don't like something that I've said, that's fine. Voice your opinion, but do it in a constructive, respectful manner. And we can have a conversation. But if you're just going to be a dick, you bet your ass I'm going to call you out on being a dick. I do it on my Instagram I do it on Facebook. I do it on my TikTok. I will call you out here. Why? Because this is my podcast and I can. I don't on the world of Mythbits. I have gotten some negative emails. um, And I ignore them. I let them go. I don't say anything about them because that podcast isn't about me. It's about the magazine, it's about the writers, it's about the world of myth, it's about Jasmine, it's about all of the stuff, and it's not about me. I just get to talk about it. This is. So, if you're going to be a dick, I'm going to call you out on being a dick. I do it often to people that, I do it in real life. You can come and talk to the tree-killing neighbors. They will tell you. Oh, are we going to have stories about them? Oh, for sure. Guaranteed. Because right now they are sitting in their driveway listening to me. Because <laughs> you know, they heard me talking and God forbid they miss what I'm saying. But anyway, I have stories and tales and things that would make you go, What the hell? Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, so if you want to know anything about me, if you want me to talk about something on the podcast, I will answer your questions on the podcast. If you want to know how tall I am, if you want, I'm not going to tell you how much I weigh. That's none of your business. I don't even want to know how much I weigh. I'll tell you how tall I am. If you want to know what my middle name is, what the J stands for, if you want to know what my favorite color is, if you want to know what my whatever There's pretty much, there isn't a question I won't answer. I'm fairly open. Um, I'm not shy about talking about, obviously, mental health issues. I'm not shy about talking about sex. I'm not shy about talking about um, day-to-day stuff. I'm not shy about talking about things that I like and things that I write and places I've been and things that I've done. If you want to know, I'll tell you. I am an open book. I am not shy to talk about mistakes I've made in my life and things that I'm not proud of, things but things that I've learned from because if you talk about if you acknowledge and recognize the things that you're not proud of, as long as you've grown and learned from them, 
It's all good. It's all good. Everything you've done up until this point, this very second of your life has made you who you are. Don't ever be ashamed of that. Don't ever be um, sorry about that. Because you are who you are. And you are who you are for a reason. And that reason is the things that you've done to get where you are. Now, if you're a shitty person right now, then you need to do something about that. If you're a shitty person and you're doing shitty things, you need to fix that. And you can't blame it on your past. Because if you are a grown-ass adult and you are still acting and behaving like an idiot and doing childish things as a grown-ass adult, you know better. You know better. You need to fix that. You need to check yourself. You need to fix that. Because you are a grown-ass adult. It is up to you how you respond and how you react and how you deal with a situation. And if you find the way that you need to deal with a situation is to turn to a bottle and be a dick, turn to a drug and be a dick, then you need to fix that. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having a drink. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with smoking a dude. Both of those are legal. Both of those are perfectly acceptable. Within moderation. Everything within moderation. But if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you need to do is A, have a drink, or B, smoke a joint, and you continue to do that through the entire day until you can't stand up and you can't see straight, and you can't function like a human being, you need to check yourself. You need to figure out why. And you need to change it. Let it be a learning experience for you. Change it and make something out of yourself. Yep. Soapbox came out. (laughs) I got up on it. I did, I did. Leapt right up there two feet. Okay. But yeah, if you're going to be a dick, I'm going to call you out on it. And I pretty much just called somebody out on their dickishness. <laughs> not that, you know, they don't listen to the podcast. They're not going to know I'm talking about them. If they do listen to the podcast, then yeah, they are going to know. Because you know what? I am holding you accountable. I am holding you accountable. You made a promise to me. I am holding you accountable. You did not follow through. Not even close. Not even the same day did you follow through. So I'm calling you out. You know who you are. I'm not going to say names. Because when it comes to addiction, I'm not like that. I'm not going to do that. But if you have an addiction and this is what you're doing, then own it. Say it. Don't try and hide it. Okay, sorry about that. I got interrupted by a phone call. Wow. I better take this phone call. I better call my daughter-in-law back and find out what's going on because she's going to try and call me again. So I think 45 minutes is good for a first episode. I've touched on a lot of interesting things. I hope you guys stick around for episode two. If I've offended you, um, sorry. This is my podcast. This is what I'm going to talk about. These are things that I'm going to touch on. It's going to change week to week. 
and I'm going to have funny stories, and I might curse and swear the odd time. I might get a little ranty. I might get a little preachy, like I said before. You've all seen it. I've just done it in this podcast. You've seen it in my other podcasts. Um, This one is going to be completely unfiltered, unrestrained. I'm not even going to think about what's coming out of my mouth. You're going to get me. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. You don't have to listen. I apologize. You can go back over to MythBits, hang out over there, and enjoy that podcast. And I'm sorry you didn't enjoy this one. If you are enjoying it, great. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. I'm going to bring people on this podcast every once in a while. I'm going to have a guest host, and we're going to chit-chat back and forth and see what happens. You know, whatever. It's going to be fun. Okay, this is totally going to be unmagazine related. So, there will not be any housekeeping. There won't be any announcements. There won't be any magazine related stuff unless I'm referring to something I may have said in the other podcast. But it's not going to be connected to the magazine or to the world of Mythbits or to Jasomon. It's just going to be on the Jasomon network because the Jasomon network loves me. Anyway, okay, so this is it. I'm going to sign off and send this off to Dave and see what he thinks. And hopefully this is episode one. I will catch you all on the flip side. See ya. Carry on all the wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.